Let us now turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. And we're going to read the verses 22 through 24. I will actually go through this more than once today. But once you look up the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 22 through 24, if you could please stand to honor the reading of his word, it would be appreciated. And if you're not able to, I won't holler, I promise. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful new day and a new year. And it says this in Ephesians chapter 4, 22 through 24. You took off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires. You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. You put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of the truth. God bless and honor the ring of his word, and you may be seated. I love that scripture. You know, every year people want a new you. They're talking about themselves, of course. Maybe they're talking about you too. I don't know. But they want a new you for the new year. They always look at new things. I talk about this almost every year. But they do. They want a brand new you. What am I going to do to change? They want a new you for the new year. The way they look. The way they do things. A new you. They want change. Usually it's changed their weight. I can understand that. At least for myself. A change in their style. I can't do too much style with hair and all. You know, I've tried all that. It doesn't do too awful much for me. Uh, they change in their style, how they dress maybe, in their jobs, maybe their car. Well, the car salesman really love that. The new year is coming. You need a new car. They do that stuff every year. You know, they try to get you. They try to maybe a new, new relationships. That's a big one. New relationship will change everything in life. A new job will change everything in your life. A new this, a new that. That's what people try to do. It's the salesman in them, you see. They believe that a new recipe will change your new year. <laughs> you think I'm joking. I'm not. They talk about this every year, whether it be on Facebook, any other kind of online thing, on the news, new this, new that. There's nothing wrong with trying new things. But what there is wrong with is thinking that all these new things are going to make a brand new you to change your lifestyle. And I've said it before, relationships, at least most relationships, won't change your life either. Because if you're not happy with what you are already, if you're not happy with who you are already, a new person isn't going to change that already. If you're not who you are already, the new person's not going to change you. You have to be who you are already before you meet that individual. The fact is, there's one relationship, only one relationship that you need to go to change with. And that relationship is the Lord God, Jesus Christ. That's the relationship you need to go into to change. That relationship will help change you to be a better you. And that needs to happen all year long, every single day. In fact, the title of today's, I'm not going to play around before I get into it today. The title of that uh, of this sermon is All New, Always, Always. In other words, all new, in all ways, always. Because this is something that has to happen every single day. This is not just a new year plan, as people do. You've heard of it. Oh, we got a brand new diet. All you have to do is suck on an ice cube. Every other hour, I, I swear to you, I see every day what we need to do for a diet. This is no joke. You need to have a, a, a cup full of ice cubes, and you, you, you just put this to your mouth, and, and you will lose weight. Well, look, I'm not putting down anybody going through weight plan. Believe me, I know. But 
I'm telling you, sucking on an ice cube, eating a cucumber half, every half hour isn't going to change your life. What you need to have before you worry about what you look like and before what you worry about what you feel like is what you're doing spiritually, what's in the heart. I'm talking spiritually because that will help how you feel, how you look, how you get up, how you're doing physically, spiritually, mentally. All this is your relationship with the Lord God, Jesus Christ. Don't worry about what your neighbor says. Don't worry about what people say on your Facebook, how many friends you have, how many angry faces. Don't worry about what your relationships with your relatives say or what your, your children say or anybody else. Worry about your relationship with Jesus first, what he says in his word, what he says in your prayer. Worry on that first. And everything else through your entire year, through your day, through your week, all that will be depending upon your relationship with him, I promise you. So, in other words, you need to have an all-new, all-ways, in all ways. That's how it has to be. I know this is an awful lot. This is a loaded sermon, and it is. But so is our life when you have Jesus Christ. I know in some ways we talk about these things all the time, but it has to be this way because every single day we get bombarded. We get bombarded with attacks from the enemy, Satan. We get bombarded every single day when we wake up. Oh, I got to stand up. <laughs> I got to stand up because it's something I get bombarded every day, every single day. But how do you deal with that, Pastor? How do you deal with that? By going to his word, by going to the Lord, by going to him every single day. You think Jesus Christ wasn't bombarded by attacks? Of course he was. He lived in the flesh. He was a human like you. Of course he was bombarded. He was bombarded with emotion. He was attacked all the time with how he thought. Satan attacked him how he thought. You don't think that his hormones weren't attacked just like yours? Of course they were. You don't think that he wasn't attacked with, with that he should be thinking a different way, a different route, like the, the uh, Pharisees? They had a different way of thinking, a different uh, religion, so to speak. Of course they did. They were trying to tell him he was wrong. But what did he do? Did he say, oh, I want to be nice to them. Oh, you think your way, I'll think my way. No, he said, you are the devil. That's what he told them. Now, I'm not telling you to get on there and say, you are all the devil's people. I'm not telling you to get on, whether you're on Facebook or some other thing, or to go and start texting all your relatives and say, you're of the devil, you're all demons. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not telling you to do that right now because you're not God. Jesus was. However, I am telling you to block them in a sense, be kind to them and loving. At the same time, don't put up with nonsense of the devil. Don't say, you're doing the right Jesus thing when they're not. Don't do that. If you want to start your year off right, make sure you're living right. I have a question for you. Now, I'm not a car man. I'm just not. I love the movie cars, <laughs> but I'm not a car man. I don't know much about cars. I've had my share when I could drive. And maybe I will again this year. We'll see. Only God knows. It's been over two months since I've had a seizure. Praise the Lord God. And I give him the glory. The great physician has given me the physicians that I use. Praise the Lord. And I give him the glory. Hallelujah. I've gone over five years for driving, but I give the Lord the glory. Do I get mad at God? Of course not. He's given me people in my life that's helped me. But here's what I know about the car. Do you love a new car smell? I do. I love a new car smell. I love a new car. But when you have a car and you want your car, you want your car to stay new. Your car doesn't stay new, does it? It doesn't always stay new. But one thing I did when I got a new car, I was stupid. In the sense that I didn't always do things to keep my car being new. I didn't always change the oil when I should have. Eventually I learned. But I didn't always keep it clean like I should have. I didn't always wash it. 
uh, inside or out, like I should have. Eventually, I learned if you want your car to behave new the way it is when you're new, you don't just wish it to be done. You do the things that need to be done. You take out a vacuum cleaner. You go to the car wash. You put wax upon it. You, if you want your car to behave like it's new, you go to the people that can keep it new, correct? If you're having problems with the car, you don't just talk to someone who doesn't know any better. You go to, to the uh, the book that's in the car. You remember when you get a car, your brand new car? You It comes with what? It comes with a book, a car manual, which is written by the creator of the car. And that car manual will tell you what to do, what is right. That's what you do. You go to your car manual. You don't just go on and talk to someone who doesn't know any better. Too many people do that. Hey, I wonder what's wrong with my car. I know. I'll talk to, to Joe Blow down the street. No, you go to the car manual. The car manual knows. Now, maybe you don't. You can't find what you need to find in the car manual. So here's what you do. You call, call the people uh, who made the car. Call the, call the car lot. Call the, 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 the uh, company that made the car. And you know what they'll do? They'll tell you exactly what to do. You might even take it into them. Speak to them personally. They will show you. And right now, I know what's happening. In your mind, you're thinking of all the money. Ding, 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 ding. You're thinking it's going to cost you a lot, and it might. But if it's under warranty, it's not going to cost you anything. And you need to take the time to take it in and do what's right. Get your car working brand new. If you want to keep your car feeling new and doing what is right, you make sure you do what needs to be done and keep it running right. That's what you do when you have a brand new car and you want to keep it new. You keep going in to the person who created it who knows what to be done, you go to the car manual, you go into the creator of the car, and they will keep it all brand new. That's what they'll do for you. This is not to say your car will never have problems, but if you keep going to the creator of it, all will be new. When you become a Christian, when you become a Christian, you feel brand spanking new. But after a while, after a while, you start to have problems with that new you. Because you're in a worn-out, old, disgusting world of sin. Dirt gets upon you. You start feeling not as new as you once did. You start feeling like you have that old, rusty sin coming upon you again. So what do you do? Do you just wish that you felt new again? Or do you start talking to Joe Blow down the street about what to do to make you feel new? Who doesn't know anything about feeling new again? Well, I know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to the manual by the creator, the manual who tells you what to do to feel brand new again. Too many people don't go to the manual, which is the word of God, the Bible, or they don't know where to find what to find in the manual. So you know what you do? You go to the creator himself through prayer and supplication. You go to the creator and he will tell you what to do through prayer. But some people don't know that because they're too brand new. So you know what you do? You go to church. You spend time in church. That is like going to the, the car lot again to the place when you're getting fixed. And when you go there, you speak to the pastor. You speak to the teachers. You speak to them who can help you. You don't go online where you can just find how to feel new as a Christian again because you know what can happen. Okay, there are some good people on there. But you also might find some weirdsmobiles. And if you find weirdsmobiles, and this is my, my, my point, there's a lot of people out there who will tell you all sorts of weird things. It may be true and it may not be true. You don't want to take a chance. One time, we went to have our car fixed. This is years ago. I've mentioned this before. We had went to get our car fixed. It was an Oldsmobile. Here's the problem with that. This person put gasoline in the Oldsmobile. And this gas, this was not just an Oldsmobile. This was a diesel. 
and they put gasoline in it, it blew the car up. It destroyed the car because they put the wrong kind of fuel in there, and it ruined the entire car. My dad was trying to be a nice guy, but let me tell you something. When that door shut, he was not so happy with the person that destroyed his new car. My point is, if you take your vehicle, and I'm talking about you, a brand new Christian, to the wrong person to put the wrong fuel into you, you will not be able to run smooth as silk because you have put the wrong information into your brand new self. You need to make sure you're going to the right manual, to the right Lord and Savior. If you want to be brand new every day, all new, all the time, in all ways, you need to make sure you're going to God and going to the right place. People want to know why they don't feel good all the time all year long. Maybe it's because you're not going to church. Maybe it's because you're going to the wrong church. Maybe it's because you're not coming in in the middle of the week and getting your, your uh, oil filled up. Maybe it's because you're not getting all the fuel that you need to keep on going. Pastor, I don't understand. Why did I, do I not feel so good? Maybe it's because you're not being fed like you should be fed. I know this. There's times that I want to lose weight, and that's good, except for one problem. You still have to eat. You still have to eat the right things. How come I'm not losing weight? Well, maybe if I quit eating Whoppers all the time, I lose weight. Maybe if I eat the right things, I'll be healthy. You see, this is the problem. So many people spiritually, they want to feel physically well. I'm talking in the spiritual sense. They want to feel spiritually well, but they're putting the wrong things in their spiritual body. We need to make sure we're doing the right things to grow and feel all new all the time, spiritually speaking. This is how people get messed up all the time. If you want to have a new life with Christ, you need to have a new life, not just on Sunday morning, not just once a week. You need to do it every single day, all day long. Pray continuously. Read continuously. I'm not telling you it's wrong to watch television. Although I am going to tell you this. If you're picking up the Word of God in the morning, on Sunday morning, if you're coming into church, and then you're going home and all week long you're watching something filthy, and then you want to know why you're not growing throughout the week and you lose that feeling, you know why you're losing that feeling. You know why. It's more than a once a week thing. It's more than a once a day thing. You're supposed to be praying Living every day. I love to hear when people say that they're putting scriptures on their phone to have it sent to them. That's good. That's good. But I know with me personally, I have to read the Bible throughout the day. And sometimes I have to make myself pick it up. Pastor, you have to do that? Yes, I do. Because I get habits. I watch television like you do. Sometimes I feel tired. But folks, if you make yourself get up and you make yourself exercise spiritually, you'll feel in better shape spiritually. If you want to feel all new, make yourself get up and be a new you every day. Be in a spiritual exercises. I told you how every year people have a new idea of how they're going to be in shape physically. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to go in, and they might on January 1st. My heavens, they might do it on January 2nd, maybe even on first week. But then after a week or two or a month, they might miss one day. That might become two, three, four, five. And before long, they get used to being out of shape. Think, same thing happens spiritually. Hey, where's so-and-so? Why, why are they not in the pew? Why are they not in the pew? Why are they? Folks, I'm not talking about judging. You see, this is what the world does. They say, you hear that? The pastor's judging. No, we're not. We're talking about concern because we love them. We're talking about loving them enough to know what it's like because we've been there. We've done that. We know what it's like when Satan whispers, you know, missing one, it's not so bad. And folks, we know what it's like to be sick. We understand that. 
But we're not talking about things people can see. We're talking about the spiritual illness that Satan whispers into our hearts, that he whispers into our mind. And before long, you're not missing one week. You're missing one month. Two, three, four, a whole year's gone by. Before too long, are they members anymore? Before long, do they serve God? Oh, they say they do. Hey, what I do at home, you don't know. Well, that's true. But here's the thing. You know. You know. Well, I'm going to come back. Okay. Okay. That's when you're the Lord. I know that. You know that. But deep down, look in your heart. Do you feel guilty? Do you know? Yes, I think you do. And I know because I've done it too. The point is, if you want an all-new year, an all-new you, it needs to be more than once a month. It needs to be more than once a week. It needs to be more than once a year when you talk about it. It needs to become an everyday, all-day-long thing. You have to drink more water than once a day. It has to be that spiritual water that we drink all the time to keep ourselves going. We need that new life in us. Let's read. Well, first of all, if you want a new you, we need that new day every day. We have to go to the Creator for a new life in that manual of the Bible. As I said before, we need to call on him, and he will tell us what to do. God talks to us through prayer, and he'll help us. It's more than just to the ministers. It's to all of us through the ministers, but he will help us as we go through. We need a new life, and how do we do that? Let's, let's read 2 Corinthians 5.17. If we said one of those, through our scripture of the month. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. And this doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that you don't have battles. But I know you do. I do. This week alone, this week alone, I had matches going on within my heart. I had battles going on. Now I say matches because right away, I like to think about wrestling matches because I think that that best sums up not just boxing matches, but wrestling matches because sometimes I have to pick up the old self and slam it down. Sometimes the old me wants to put me in headlocks. You know what I mean? Wants to put me in headlocks and say, it's okay, God will understand if you give in to the old self. God will understand. But you know what happens? Just like in the old wrestling matches, you want to fight back and get out of the headlock Grab the old self back and slam it back down. And the Holy Spirit says, don't give in to it again. Greater is he. Remember 1 John 4, 4, as I quote so often. Greater is he who is in me than he who is of the world. That's all about the Antichrist and Satan. Greater is he. Greater is he. Yes, in your new life, you need to have new thoughts. In your new life, you'll have new way and a new heart. I knew of this group one time called New Heart. And New Heart would get up here and sing. And uh, we have one of the New Hearts here today, in fact. And New Heart, being my mama here. When I think of New Heart, I think of an old show I used to watch. Sorry, one of my favorites, Bob New Heart. Remember Bob New Heart? He had a real dry wit. I love it. But we need to have new thoughts, new ways, and a new heart. The problem is, so often, when people have a new life of Christ, they're too bad. And I've talked about it before. Too often, people want to have both the new and the old. They want to hang on to both. And I understand it. Problem is, you're going to have to, as you grow up, you're going to have to realize you can't have both. You can't hang on to both. 
If you hang on to both, you're going to have that continuous, constant wrestling match, boxing match, match constantly between the old and the new, and you're never going to be settled. It's going to be a fight all the time. One of you is going to win. You don't want to have a two personalities going on, because that's what it is. A constant wrestling match. You need to have one win out. I dare say, if you don't give up the old, that new will never win. Ever. And you need to give in to the new and give it over to God. Because if you don't give over to God, you will never be satisfied. You will never be happy. Give up the old and give the new to God. If you want a new year and a new you and feel brand spanking new, happy, give it over to God today. And you will be happy. You'll be all new and always, always. But it's an all-out battle every day. Pastor, I don't want to fight every day. Here's the thing. If you give yourself over to Jesus Christ, you won't be the one fighting. It'll be the Holy Spirit fighting for you. All you have to do is say, God, I can't do it. And guess what? You can't. You know, I used to think I could do it. Is that arrogant of me? I used to think I could do it. I can do this. All I got to do is say, no. Here's the thing. I know on my own I can't. But all I got to do is say, God, here you go. On my own, I am a wimp. On my own, I am weak. Because guess who you're fighting against? Yourself. How silly is that? So I give it to Jesus, and he wins it for me. He, he says, Philip, Philip, do you want me to win? Yes, I do. Then give it to me. You, get, you give it to him, and he will win for you. Take out the manual. Take out the manual. Get to praying, and guess what? Woohoo! It becomes so easy. Oh, it does. I know I'm not alone here. You can say amen. It's okay. Amen. I know I'm not the only one with those battles. Amen? Amen. Who else here, you can raise your hand or you don't have to. Who else here has battles with self? Old self. Yes. Isn't it funny that when you first get saved? Now, I was seven years old. That's nearly 40 years ago. Isn't it funny you think that once you get saved, those battles are going to end. You're never going to have them again. That's not true. It's always going to be that I might as well just not fight. No. The more that you give it to Jesus, the easier the battles become. You don't want to walk away from Christ. Because then the battles start coming again and you lose over and over. This one says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's one I read along. He says this about your heart. Always one of my favorites. Create in me a clean heart, O God. This is Psalm 51, verse 10. Psalm 51, verse 10, create in me a clean heart. Oh, God, every new right spirit within me. Amen. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11 says it right out. Your word, remember your manual, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You put that manual in your heart. It's so much easier to say no. To the temptation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to read now Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 12. And I got to open up my Bible because that's quite a bit. I couldn't fit it all. I couldn't fit it all in here. Romans 6, 
1 through 12. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may increase? God forbid. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Do you not know that we who are baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of God the Father, even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, so shall we also be united with him in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man has been crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed. And we should no longer be slaves to sin, for the one who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead will never, listen now, will never die again. Death has no further dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lusts. You no longer have to worry about being that old, but every single day you can wake up and say, I am all new, I am all new, I am brand new, all new, and always, always, every day, I am brand new. I've said it before, brand spanking new. You can be brand new every day. You have an all new year, and you can be all new. It's not once a year. It doesn't have to be once a week. It doesn't have to be once a day. Every single day, when you start to be tempted, go to God and say, thank you, Lord, for you blocked that temptation. Thank you, Lord God. Satan's coming to me telling me I'm not loved, but I know that's a lie. And you never lie, God, and you tell me that I don't have to worry about being overtaken by the sin. And so whenever it comes to you, and it will, I promise you it will come to you. You're going to be tempted to say things you shouldn't say. You're going to be tempted to do things you shouldn't do. You're going to be tempted to watch things you shouldn't watch. You're going to be tempted to buy things you shouldn't buy. You're going to be tempted to yell at your neighbor. You're going to be tempted to do things you shouldn't do. But you can say, no, I'm not going to do it. No, because greater is he who's in me than he who's of the world. You can say, no, because I have the manual and I have the word, Lord Jesus Christ, living in me. And greater is, his, is he than, in me than he who's of the world. You're going to say these things to yourself because you're going to know that you can be new, stay new. You don't have to go buy that, that uh, little scent that smells like a brand new car to smell new because you have Jesus Christ and you're going to continue to be new all the time. Amen. Amen. Stay new. All year long, all new, always and always. Amen. And remember this. You are clay. Now that can be a big insult if you look at it that way. Clay is gross. <laughs> clay is a big clod of dirt. But as Christians, know this. We are clay. And God can mold us and make us into what he wants us to be, what we need to be. 
He wants to mold us and make us, make us brand new, mold us in what we need to be, what he wants us to be, what we need to be. God isn't going to say, I'm going to make you into my personal toy. No. I heard lost people say this. Isn't that awful that God wants to use you? Now, listen, this is not a Greek false god. I've seen Clash of the Titans. I've seen those things when I was a kid. I've seen those things. I know they have those false gods who try to pretend like they're in charge in those movies, that they can use you like some kind of a figure and do whatever. This is not that thing. God wants to mold us into something perfect to be more like Jesus. Perfection. Now, we're not perfection, but he is. And the more we're like him, the less we're like us. We're not a clod of dirt. When we're like a clod of dirt, yes. But the more that he molds us, we become looking more like him. That's the beautiful thing. If we quit fighting, all the clumps of clay and dirt and stuff will go away. And we'll start looking more like Christ. You see, he's not trying to control us. He's trying to take away all the disgust, all the gross, and put in all the great of Christ. Isn't that great? What am I saying by gross? Sin. Death. Still. That's what I'm saying. Listen to what it says here. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. I affirm by the boasting in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. There's Peter speaking. Or excuse me, Paul speaking. He said, I die daily. Remember, as I said before, now I'm quoting John the Baptist, blessed, more of Jesus, less than me. We are to die daily. So that Christ can live in us. More of Jesus, less than me. Let Christ mold us. Let him make us. Colossians chapter 3. You'll like this. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. Whether you're doing that, I'm going to take a drink. I'll give you a little time. Let Jesus mold us. Colossians 3, 8 through 10 says, But now you must also put away all these. Because these are things that keep the clumps together. Okay? You must also put away all these. Anger. Wrath. Malice. Blasphemy. Folks, I see blasphemy all the time. People who put up posts and things and think they're being humorous about Jesus Christ. These very filthy, vulgar, moronic things. I usually put up the word blasphemous stupidity. But I usually put up blasphemous stupidity because it is. People are like, oh, I have your sense of humor. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's certain things that you hold it to mock, to make fun of Christ is the main thing. I don't care what they say to me. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I'd rather stand up for Christ than laugh along with the ha ha ha. That's not funny. Anyway, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy language out of your mouth. I have failed there. People say, well, what, what do you say is filthy language? We know what filthy language is. It might be different different languages in different lands, but we know what filthy language is. We know what filthy communication is. What might be filthy to one person may be filthy to someone else, but we know when we hear it, we know when we do it. Okay? We know. Anytime you have to defend yourself to make yourself feel innocent, you know, you're wrong. You know it. I know because I've done it in my youth. I would say something stupid, and then say, oh, but God knows that I did it. No, you know. You know. 
It goes on to say in verse 9 of Colossians chapter 3, Do not lie one to another, since you have put off the old nature with this deed, and have embraced the new nature. And once again, this goes back to, I still have to wrestle with things once in a while, as I'm sure you do. But this is the moment when God tells you to take out a muzzle, a spiritual muzzle, and shut up, man. Be quiet. You don't always have to talk. I have to learn this. You know I do. Obviously, so I'm not going to say that microphone there. <laughs> Verse 10. And have embraced the new day. I'll say it again. Do not lie one to another, since you have put off the old nature and with its deeds. And have embraced the new nature with this renewed, excuse me, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him, Jesus we're talking, who created it. Jesus is perfection. Or to be molded. Like Jesus. Remember what I said. More of him, less of me. I am to die daily. Hallelujah. We're to be prepared. Be as he would have us to be. And that's hard. I know it's difficult. But you know, the closer we are to him, the more we pick up the manual, the more we speak to the creator of the vehicle we are to be, the more... We know what we're to do and not to do. We need to quit putting in that false oil, that false fuel, as we talked about earlier. And you know, eventually, a new earth will come. A new earth will come. Keep talking about this new world, this false world. A new earth will come. Every year, we're getting closer and closer to Christ coming back. We know that. Many people act concerned about it. And they are, and the world should. Talk about the law. They should. But you don't have to be. You who are saved, who have faith, who believe in Jesus Christ, and I don't know this means believe that he's real, but have asked him to be their personal Lord and Savior. And ask him to save them from the sin. You know you don't have to worry about it. But I know you worry about it in the sense that you love your loved ones. You love those who are lost. You know, even if you don't like what they do or say, and I'm sure there are plenty. I mentioned this earlier during Sunday school. I don't like everyone I see on television, but I do love them. Whether they be politicians, whether they be famous people, there's sometimes people say things that just irk me. I see things that make me irritated, but I love them. I don't want anyone to go to hell. And and, and how dare you if you say, oh, someday you're going to go to hell. And ha, ha, ha. Don't ever do that. I've seen people do that, even Christians, and that bothers me. I don't want anyone to go to hell. Hey, Jesus doesn't want to. That's why he died on the cross for them too. Not just me, but for them. He died so that all could go to heaven if they just ask. And you know what's really sad? Many people believe they're going because they have attended church once in a great while. Or they believe because they're a member of a church. Or that they believe that Jesus is real. Yes, there's more than that. There's more to it than that. And I don't know where they stand with Christ, but I do know one thing. By their actions, they are known. And I pray, I pray, Lord God, if they do not know you, please, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, reach out to them, bring them in, and let them see their actions are not testimony to the Spirit, because I don't want bad for them. Oh, boy. But the new earth is coming. It tells us in Isaiah 65, verse 17. Listen to this now. Write this down. Isaiah 65, 17. For I... This is the Lord talking. For I create the new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not 
shall not be remembered or come to mind. It's coming, folks. I don't say this to bring fear, because you don't have to fear in the name of Jesus. But if you have yet to ask Jesus in your heart, you better do it, because it will come. And it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its appropriate time. And remember, it's in Jesus' time. God's time, not ours. People always say, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen by September. Blah, 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 blah. Lord, I, I don't know when. I don't, don't misunderstand me when I say I don't care when. I simply mean I know the creator. I know that he knows. That's all I need to know. And I'm going to be okay. I'm not saying I don't care about those who don't know him. I do. But I simply mean it's going to be okay as long as you know him. Now listen to what it says, Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its appropriate time. He has also put obscurity in their minds so that no one comes to know the work that God has done from the beginning to the end. He knows when. He knows when. They don't know Christ. They don't know God. So they don't know. They don't know every little thing. But if they knew the day and the hour, they wouldn't worry about it till 10 seconds till. They don't know. But don't you wait. Because you don't know. And even if you did, how do you know that you're going to be here? We can very well, and I, I hope nothing bad like this, but we don't know we can very well pass away before this day is done. And, and here's the thing. I have faced death many, many times, and I'm not worried about it anymore when you look at it in the face. Because I don't care about death. I have life living in me, Jesus Christ. And the point is, is that I know where I'm going. Because I'm not going to die. Okay, my body, my body will die, but my spirit will live because Jesus lives within me. Does he in you? One last, one last when it comes to this, the new earth. Revelations 21.5. Revelations 21.5. Revelations 21.5 says this. He who has, he who was seated on the throne said, we know who this is. Look, I am making all things new. Then he said to me, Right, and it's talking about John. Right, for these words are faithful and true. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be this year. It could be 30 years from now. It could be 300 years from now. I am not concerned about it. I'm never going to say the day nor the hour because we don't know. But I know this. I know the Creator. I know the Creator. He has made me new. He made me all new in all ways and always. And I'm not concerned. Because I know where I'm going. And if you have ever faced death, or maybe you haven't, but you will someday, do not be concerned if you have Jesus in your heart. You may say, but pastor, I'm not, I don't want to die. I know you don't. But if you have Jesus, you won't. And I'm not talking about the physical sense, but I'm talking in the spiritual sense. You're going to go from one door to another, from the physical life to the spiritual life. You're just going to walk through the door. I'm not going to promise you won't go through physical pain. But don't worry about all that. You don't have to. You have an all, you're all new, brand new. And any physical pain you have now, you won't have then. It's going to be brand new in all ways. Always. Don't you worry about it. Just put your trust in God. Everything is new. And don't be worried day by day. Because God has given you something new. It's more than just a date. It's more than just a calendar. God has given you something wonderful. You may say, but you're so, you're so optimistic all the time. You know why. It's not because of every blessing God has given me, because he's given me plenty. It's not just that. It's because God lives within me. My optimism is not in me. 
It's not in me. It's in he who lives within me. My optimism is not by looking and living in this world, because if it was that, I'd be like this, sad all the time. My optimism is in Christ, who's helped me through this world. I don't care about this world. I care about the creator of this world, and I know that all will be well. Will it be for you? I hope it is. I hope it is. I pray and hope that the people in your life sees Christ living within you. I hope that you have an all-new life. I hope you have an all-new, wonderful life in all ways. Always. I hope that people can see you. I hope you don't let the world that you live in, I'm talking the physical world now, bring you down. I hope you continue to look to Christ every day. And I hope that you allow that wonderful shining light of Jesus shine to all those. You know, we live in a dark world. And though you may not be able to tell, I purposely wore all black today, except my tie. Because my tie tells us that we are to allow the Lord to speak from our mouth, to come through our hands and the way that we speak and talk. And it's very bright. Because I want people to see that though we live in a dark world, the brightness of Christ is to be seen. I know it's thematic. The reason is, is because though we live in a dark world, we're to let the brightness of Christ be seen in us. That's the way it's to be. Remember that. Don't be concerned so much about what you see, but what you feel, so that people can see Christ. And I'm talking spiritually. So that people can see Christ shining through you. I'm not talking about being unrealistic. I'm talking about being very spiritually realistic. They may say, but I don't see the proof. But remember, we're living by faith, faith in his grace. We're not talking about physical proof. But when you have that faith, you can see physical proof of that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go on and have a wonderful year and a wonderful day, all day, every day. And I'll finish my reading, Isaiah. Chapter 40, verse 31. And it says in Isaiah 40, verse 31, But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Let's pray. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you so much for this wonderful day, this day in which we can start off this week, and we can start off this month, and we can start off this brand new year. And I pray, Lord God, that we can start off a brand new us. Lord God, if there be anyone here who does not know you, and also, Lord, if there be anyone watching, it may not even be upon this day. But Lord, I pray that if there be anyone watching at any time who's just not sure where they stand, that they'll call out to you. And even call me if need be. That Lord God, they will see that they can start brand new. And they will not let the people of this world, and more importantly, Satan in this world, guide them away from your light. I pray, Lord God, that we will feel brand new in you and allow ourselves every day to come to you through your word, your manual, and come to you, Lord, the creator of the new us. And realize that you are with us, and there's no reason to go back into darkness. No reason, Lord God, to feel obscure. No reason to be afraid, but to allow you to stand strong in us. And no reason to put anything before you. I pray this in your holy, precious name, Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. 
Amen.